Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. I'm Richard Porter. I'm Johnny Smith. And this is Smith & Sniff, a podcast in which two friends talk about cars and many other things. Have you ever encountered the phenomenon of an unexpectedly bald man? <laughs> unexpectedly? Unexpectedly bald. I feel like this might have been a plot device in Curb Your Enthusiasm, but it, it happened to me yesterday and it, it really caught me out for reasons I can't properly explain. This guy came over to sort out a couple of things in our garden. Right. And a uh, lovely chap. Sweet guy. And he came over initially to do uh, an estimate and he was wearing I think a beanie hat and then he'd got a hoodie on over the beanie hat kind of so he was like maximum head coverage right. and he had a very big beard and my mind had just sort of mentally filled in that because he had a big beard he also had a lot of hair and his, his beard was very black you know so really sort of dark black beard impressive beard so I thought oh, he must have a forehead of hair and he, then he came and back just to us to sort the stuff out, and he'd got his hoodie up, and then he, he when he was doing the work, getting rid of all these these um, rogue plants that we've got coming out the back of our garden, he um he he, he flipped his hoodie down, bald as a coot, and it really threw me off because I, I like to the point You're where I almost really came came to talk to me. I was like, oh, I thought you had hair. No, sorry, don't know. Yeah, just didn't see it coming. Did not expect him to be a slaphead. I since you're a bit pissed off about it i don't know but it's a bit like it's a bit like radio djs not being as you would insist that they look like i remember getting a little bit disappointed or and confused that terry wogan didn't look the way i expected him to look and i expected him to have a massive beard and this is when i was a kid at school yeah i I remember and still i mean it's less so now because radio djs have webcams and part part of the world of media is that you've got to be visual and audio and all the other media medias but in the olden days if you're a radio dj you were squirreled away in a cupboard you didn't really yeah. get seen much did you now wogan you see that's funny because i feel like wogan was on the telly quite a lot you know blankety blank and his own chat show and all that sort of stuff in the 80s so I was it was playing quite- lego Oh, right. <laughs> Fair I, think, I think I was playing Lego. Johnny, Johnny, look up at the TV. It's that guy. No, I'm busy with Lego. Uh, the one that really threw <laughs> me as a kid was Steve Wright, because I remember distinctly seeing a picture of him in the Radio Times and almost refusing to believe that this sort of slightly rat-faced man with a moustache was the guy off the radio who did all the chitty-chat stuff with his posse. Didn't see. I, oh, yeah, I can't remember yeah. what I thought he looked like, but he just didn't look like Steve Wright. Actually, well, looked. that's because you form this picture because you listen to these people for hours of your life, mostly in the background. I mean, we both have the radio one here and there, don't we? When I'm, I mean, I you more than I've, me. I, I, the radio, I know the radio distracts me, but I refuse to turn it off. <laughs> I'm quite a stubborn idiot. Is it because it's company? 
Yeah, I think it's because otherwise I would I'll turn to the dark side of Car in Classic or something like that. <laughs> you could do that and, with the radio on as well. I mean, yeah, God you could knows. do both, and then you literally get nothing done. But um, I was on Car in Classic last night because I every so often I do a little Zoom get together with um, three mates where we rather just sort of you know zoom up together and 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 have a drink and talk shite we we put some structure on it by um picking cars from not just car and classic classic roulette well yeah you can you can find the car anywhere you like but basically um and our mate chris who who came up with this sets the topics and we haven't done one for a while and so he was like should we um should we get on zoom again and do one of these since we're sort of technically in lockdown and um and he sets a couple of a couple of categories that your car picks have got to fall into which That's are quite broad great. but last night he did um one of the categories and he does it in advance he lets us know so he can have a good little rummage around the internet first one of the categories was just a japanese car because it felt like we, we always end up seemingly talking about khaki old lotuses and things and he was like let's go right you've all got to pick a japanese car um, and so I had, a, I had a little fertile around car and classic. I ended up going with a Toyota Century, predictably enough. Of course you of did. Of course I did. And a V12 at that, I'm of course. sure. Yeah. Um, not that many around <laughs> at the moment. Often there's sort of two or three, and I think there's on car and classic, certainly there's not, there's only one at the moment. Uh, I'm not going to lie, it's probably not the most 2020 friendly car. (laughs) Oh, I disagree. Now more than ever, we need the Toyota Century. Um, Uh, What, for utter reliability? Yeah, how dependable and relaxing it must be. Actually, that's a a really good point. What do we need in these difficult times more than dependability and relaxation? I mean, I think 2020 is the year of the V12-powered Toyota Century. It's just no one else has realised yet. No, 2020 should be the year of of, of Japanese um, uh, oversized, unnecessarily oversized engined Luxo barges. Maybe that's mm. what we should all do as a sort of part of a joint therapy. We've all admitted in our own ways, and I certainly have, that it's been a bit of a battle this year. And maybe a morale boost would be, I just go out and pull the trigger on that LS400 that I've never pulled the trigger on and yeah. I, f- I fill it full of honourable domestic market Japanese trinkets <laughs> <laughs> I think it would be bloody brilliant the, uh, I, the the century that's on car and classic is um, it's got the cloth seats which I, I would insist on rather than mm-hmm. the leather but it of doesn't course. have the doily anti-macassas there's one on eBay that does and oh my goodness it's a, it's a oh, JDM treat if it doesn't have <laughs> no macassa, the word, I no love the word anti macassa. It's not. It's not mama cassa. No, mama cassa was <laughs> is the dead dead lady from um, all the leaves are brown and the skies are grey. It's not her. It's Auntie macassa who's <laughs> it's still alive. She lives in San Francisco. She's got a lot of um, long skirts and uh, beads. She's really nice. Really nice. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She is. She's fantastic. She's very, very in tune with the earth. Um, sweet woman. Sweet, sweet Wait, woman. Do you know what? You know, you were just talking about people who don't look like you expect them to look like because you've formulated a picture of them in your head. I yeah. think it used to be like that. And perhaps, yeah, it used to be like that with maybe convicted criminals and killers because <laughs> the Yorkshire Rippers died. The infamous uh, serial killer of women, he's died, hasn't he, of coronavirus in prison? Yeah, 
And um, and and the reason why I'm I'm bringing such a jolly subject up on the podcast is because uh, he he was convicted because of his car crimes. Um, the car, I think, the idea of the car led to his um, conviction. Is that right? I'm sure you'll rem- Yeah, I'm absolutely certain of it. In fact, to the point where I'm going to bring it up because I think this is a fascinating car-related crime. Now, hang on. Was it? It was he'd stolen the plates. Was it like a Renault 16 or something? No. Wasn't it? I'm sure it was SD1 and Skoda related. Um, Oh, crikey. I think what he'd done is he'd stolen the reg plate off another car to put on his car. Oh, okay. And the police did a random um, stop check when Mm. he had... Did he have a woman in the car? Um, I don't know. Do you know what? I mean... It's really, really good. He was a lorry driver. I feel a bit, I feel a bit bad now because I've kind of um, told you that he got convicted because of his registration, and now I don't know the full story. So I'm being a bit of an idiot. Hang on, this was now. uh, This was in the early eighties, wasn't it? So eighty one, he was convicted. If the police stopped you. To run a check on your plate, they would have to what radio to they've got to radio police back station. to base, and then yes. what would they do? Go through some roller decks or something? Because I can't imagine everything was computerised even at the police station back then. I will have to. Um, oh bollocks! But I tell you what, at the end, in about forty minutes, I'll have the answer for you. How about that? <laughs> Why but, um, are you using roller decks as well? I'm, I've, I've got these Google gonna... roller decks through. They're very very big, but my god, they've got a lot of information on them. Now I, I've watched. Uh, I've watched. Um, I am sure it involves a Rover SD1, mm-hmm. and I'm sure it involves a Skoda. And the reason why it involves the Skoda is because, from memory, he'd stolen a plate from a Skoda, stuck mm-hmm. it on his Rover, got right. pulled over in the Rover with complete with murder weapons in the back. Mm. And they only pulled him over, not because they thought he was a killer, but because they were like, well, hang on a minute, I don't think that that's that plate from that car, and it turns out it wasn't. And I think that is how he got pulled in. Okay. Um, We've got the makings of a whole separate podcast here. You know, crime podcasts are very very popular, aren't they? Well, I was just thinking more like Johnny Smith's vague crime solving. Oh, do you want want vague crimes? Vague crimes. (laughs) (laughs) I can do vague crimes. I can do vague crimes. Um, Vague vague recollections of how crimes were solved. Well, the the reason why I brought that up on the basis of what you said is because not actually because of the Yorkshire Ripper was because I remember when I first saw a picture of Harold Shipman... um, another murderer mm-hmm. um i i just failed to believe that he'd killed all those people i was like just look at him he just looks like a a, a very trusting slightly um sorry looking old old father christmas well, from there you a go. shopping center but that's, that's textbook yeah, serial that's the killer. secret of it isn't it i'm just sort of yeah. also seeing i see I, I thought that Sutcliffe had a Renault 16 because I thought a, sh- a shipman definitely had a... Um, and a Spass. A Spass. Which was notorious. Was it red? Maybe. But I'm pretty he, he sure He was seen with it a lot. Once upon a time during scripting for Top Gear when I worked there, we were able to <clears> convincingly <throat> construct a case that all serial killers enjoyed a practical Renault. <laughs> We definitely found a few examples. I'm pretty sure of it. Is that something that Renault could use in PR literature at any point? 
I think they should probably think? have a meeting about it before they commit fully to the <laughs> the car of choice for serial killers <laughs> angle, um, PR-wise. But um, you yeah. can hear my old-fashioned keyboard clicking away because I'm determined to. I'm sure the Yorkshire Ripper drove a Rover SD1, but um, <sighs> yeah. I'm I mean, just, the problem is you're, you. You know what? Google today is just not right. I'm going to do. A, I'm going to do a Trump. Everything I'm looking at Google today isn't right. It's not right. <laughs> it's it's Why not right. Why don't you right. try another search engine such as DuckDuckGo or Bing? I've got Ecosia on the go now. Ecosia? Um, Who is that? Eco- yeah, you can't. You got to say it with the West Country accent. Ecosia. Ecosia. Ecosia is really good, and they're not paying me to say this, but every time you use Ecosia to search for something, they mm-hmm. promise to plant a tree. No. Um, they do. And I've so you I could think, just sit there all day searching for things, and, and they, they would have to trees. plant like two hundred trees. It's absolutely true. It's, it's their, their tagline is "Search the web to plant trees," and I and I switch to. Excuse me, I've got indigestion. They, they, they. This is they, going well. <laughs> I know I'm broken. Serial week, killers and burps. We search this the week. web. No, sorry, you search the web. We plant the trees. Ecosia is like no other search engine. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, oh, sorry. I'm doing this wrong. Ecosia is like any other search engine with one major difference. We use our profits to plant trees. It's really true. I'm not just making this up. I've made most of the other stuff up today (laughs) on the podcast, but I'm not actually making this up. Okay. (laughs) I promise Um, you, man. I promise you. I I wasn't going to talk about the Yorkshire Ripper um, and their their car connections, and I wasn't going to talk about... And the thing, I, do you know what I'd written down? I'd written two things down today. One of them, which made me chuckle, was just came on the radio before phoning you up. Was the "You're the One That I Want" song, Olivia Newton-John, Travolta from Greece? Yes. And you know, we've talked about this before, but musicals are something that jar with me. I'm not sure I can accept them. However, Greece, I got I got brought up with with Greece, and I and I. I've watched it way more than any other film, and I'm not going to talk about that now. But what I am going to talk about is I think Greece can quickly decide a true car enthusiast from a non-car enthusiast. Go Do on. you know how? No. Well, because Grease Lightning was shit. <laughs> Grease, Grease, Grease. <laughs> Grease Lightning. Grease Lightning was so crap. It was a proper kind of what I would call a TV car. It was just whacked together or a movie car. It was thrown together to look impressive for 10 seconds. Yeah. But anyone who's anyone who's into cars would look at it and go, it's so badly thought out and clearly not very good. Just looks like a Morris Minor with like CB Super Oscars self-tapped onto the front wing <laughs> and really, really bad decals whereas the baddie crater face with his chop top lead sled far superior car looked good i mean we need a design guru like frank stephenson or ian callum or someone like that or gord murray to look to really analyze the aesthetics here but i do think actually when it comes down to it grease lightning was toss and the baddie's car which doesn't get nearly enough um, airtime on the film is a far superior vehicle um i mean I'm, so you so if you're a non-car enthusiast yeah you would you would probably say oh well i loved loved grease lightning well no grease lightning was crap grease lightning was was just total crap um i 
I, I don't. Are you I mean, get, are you getting the picture that I haven't had much sleep this week? Because I, I often get that picture. And I, you know, I'll be honest. Sometimes I worry about you and the amount of sleep that you get because I don't think it's enough. But uh, I, I don't. No, I, I do agree with you. I just I, for some reason it just set me thinking about other movie cars that are shit. And all, all I can think of is the is the Eleanor Mustang because oh. that's shit. I, I don't get me started. It on makes the faux me cross Shelby. how shit that car is just to look at. I can't understand why anybody would want to replicate that just sort of piss poor look that that car has. <laughs> it, it, it actually enrages I, me. I'm I'm gonna probably get shouted at for this, but I've got to stress to people that it's not a real fucking Shelby. It's no. not a real Shelby. No Shelby Mustang ever looked like that because. Because, bless him, gashed. the late Carol Shelby would never put badly formed plastic on the front of a car that needs chrome. Because they wouldn't, because it doesn't work. Mm. All right. Also, I watched that film at the cinema. Yeah. I remember, remember making a point of watching it. And it was, it was really strange. Because on the one hand, Nicolas Cage was just a little bit too strange and overacting. <laughs> and on the other hand, you had the most beautiful woman in the world trying to balance the carbs on a Ferrari. So emotionally, it was a bit of a roller coaster Real for me coaster, watching that yeah. Yeah. Ooh, I mean, really oh, hard. She, oh, she just, she's messing with the with the needles. Oh, she's, God, there's that she's absolutely gash Mustang again. <laughs> yes, it's... it's it, and, and Cage stroking the wheel and talking to it. Enough already. I want He's, to see the uh, most I, beautiful woman in the world balancing the carbs again, please. I mean, uh, uh, talking about... The things that slightly enrage you with their shitness. The acting of Nicolas Cage is one of those things for me as well. He drives me mad. I mean, he's no good. It's just, he looks deranged even when the script doesn't call for it. I just can't, I can't be doing with it. I love that. The fact that what you, at any circumstances, you shouldn't get any acting jobs. Is that what you're um, saying? Or I. Uh, Yes, I suppose I am. I don't. If I had to list my top one thousand film actors, he wouldn't even be close. He's just terrible. I, I don't get best, it. What was his best work though? Uh, Cage, because he's he's done some. Well, that's what I'm, few... I'm hesitating to really be completely critical of Cage because I sort of it's nagging me that there are actually some films he's done that are quite enjoyable, and I just can't remember what they are. <laughs> Didn't he do Snake... Was it Snake Eyes? Oh, I don't know. Snake Eyes. Um, films. We're going to have... There's a connection here between the aforementioned Grease mm. and the boy Cage, and that is a film which is so bad. I love it. I will always enjoy watching it, and it's Face Off. Oh, Can you remember? Yes. The, it's John Woo. No, uh, no. Even, now, I can remember that film, and it's hilariously cack, isn't it? I think I went to see it at the cinema. Oh, it's so ridiculous. It's, I mean, it's peak, I think it's probably peak Travolta with glass fibre face syndrome. Yes. Because you keep looking at him going, is he a real John Travolta or is he (laughs) another person with John Travolta's face on? Because nobody knows what John Travolta's face really looks like anymore. They used an animatronic John Travolta for this movie. (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't look real. No, I know. And also supremely angry in it like supremely angry yeah because that came that was post pulp fiction comeback wasn't it yes where suddenly he was just doing everything and, and he, he sort was... of pissed it away a little bit like he he came back with some credibility because of the tarantino effect and mm. then it sort of frittered it away by doing really toss films but 
Yeah. yeah. Is John Travolta one of those people who's got quite a big face? So he seems oh, fatter than oh, he is. He's have you ever tried to have you ever tried to scan your own face on a photocopier by moving it from left to right as the scanning bar goes along? Yes. Of course. Okay. I mean who has And then you and then you know what the result is like. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't it does, face, it's not what you expect, is it? <laughs> your face is one and a half times wider than normal. <laughs> and then, <laughs> I've done that before. Mate, you cheeks. must close your eyes. You must close your eyes. Oh yes, <clears throat> um, that's that's John Travolta's normal face. <laughs> it's kids. It's very very strange. But I've got so much respect for the Travolta, um, purely based upon Saturday Night Fever, because I still think it's a really cool film. And I've probably mentioned this in a previous Smith and Sniff video when I was sat next to you eating nuts. Mm. But. Um, yeah, there's something very cool about Saturday Night Fever and the fact that he, his mate in it, who's the only one with a car, drives around in a truly beaten up um, 64 Impala four-door, um, which is still one of the coolest cars out there. And um, uh, Saturday Night Fever is, for me, yeah, I, it's one a dark of those films. Film. Yeah, well, I'd describe that as a, as a sandwich film and uh, Psycho would be another one, where all you remember is the... Is the the yummy juicy bit in the middle the filling be it jam or uh, a nice i don't know bit of ham and mustard or something the tasty bit you remember that you don't remember the really thick bread around it which is the the what makes up the bulk of the film so saturday night fever all That's i can remember true. are the famous club scenes and yeah actually you know there's loads of bits that aren't in clubs and there's fighting and all sorts isn't there and oh there's the c word is there travolta uses the c word wow and i think he calls a woman it Bloody hell. And that's a shocker because you don't hear the C word in films now, really. No, no. Um, it's it's one of those things, a bit like a fire alarm that you have to smash a piece of glass in order to activate. Mm. It's one of those things that I believe should be behind a piece of glass and you only use it when you really have to. A bit like one of those hammers on a train when you know you've got to smash the glass <laughs> to get the hammer <laughs> to smash your way out of a train if, if things are going really badly. I that, when... That's a... I worked in an Tuesday. office where the C word... I agree with you, because it should be kept special. Um, for emergency use only. Yeah, I was going to say special don't, bad, don't not special out. good. But um, I used to work in an office where it was probably used <clears> a little bit too much. And then a colleague and I went to a meeting with some people from another office, another company who didn't work with us. And without thinking, I used it to accuse my colleague that I was with of of being a c word because we oh. were disagreeing about stuff and I and it got not heated it was like this is the way we would normally talk to each other so, but, but of course to people listening in they didn't realize and I went oh come on you're just being a c word about this oh and there was an audible in the room and I suddenly went, oh, oh no we're in front of strangers and I've just dropped the c-bomb there's no walking yeah. back from it what well what what did happen I've got to know well, we just sort of carried on. But do you know when you, you kind of, like, if you were a snail, you would have gone back into your shell and stayed there for a while until everyone left the room. It was like that. I, I don't think I spoke much after that because I realised that I <laughs> fucked up. The worst thing was, as well, it was, in front of some, it was in front of the people who ran the Bewley Motor Museum. And, oh, and museum seriously? people are a gentle kind, yes. I know. And you just... You and dropped I, that? Yeah, I threw, oh. I threw a, a sea grenade into the room without thinking. Oh, are you? I hope you were wearing a really tall um, 
turtleneck sweater that you could duck your head into a bit like you know like a tortoise puts his head away I think you could have done that and then just <laughs> done the ostrich thing of like honestly I'm not in the room anymore nobody's watching me I've got nothing to contribute to anymore in the room quality sleep is essential that's why the sleep number smart bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I tell you what, one thing you have contributed towards, you've genuinely made me lull this week with your Instagram post showing a, a picture of Nick Knowles in a Aston Martin signet. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I couldn't stop chuckling about that. <laughs> it's a bit of a Just gift, that it picture. It's fantastic. And I, I very much enjoyed your observation about it being left-hand drive because I hadn't really picked up on that. But, um, yeah, I don't know what's going on with Instagram. You're a big Instagram fan, aren't you? You use it a lot. Well, I I got I've I've mentioned this before, but I I was not on Instagram until I did a, a filmed a thing of a, a, a show in the states for the BBC America, and they they ins- they kind of forced me into getting an Instagram account because they said <laughs> nobody in America cares about Twitter. Because I went, oh, I'm you know I've got a fair amount of following on Twitter. They went, nobody cares about Twitter in America. You've got to be on Instagram. And I went, oh well, I don't really. I've never really looked at it. This was a while ago now. Um, so I had to get one and then try and work out why I should have one and then just built it up from there. And, of course, being self-employed, I suppose, it has its benefits of unashamed um, self-promotion or just, yeah, I've, I kind of enjoy it now, although I'm I'm being told by experts that I don't do it right. Oh. Those experts, including my wife. Because <laughs> every time I look at Instagram, because I... I wasn't really. I was on Instagram, and every so often I just put up a picture of a car that I'd seen in the street, um, and and Ooh. then I was having a chat with someone that we know about Instagram, and they were talking about how they were trying to build up an Instagram account for a project they're working on, and how they were admitting that they weren't doing it right because they weren't posting regularly enough. And I I started thinking, I wonder if I start posting more regularly, uh, if I can plump up my follower count a little yeah. bit for, for no real reason. And yeah. then I sort of, so I just tried it for a week, but I alighted on, rather than posting pictures of cars, because you've got to go out and take pictures of cars. I, I was like, I don't have that many. I'm not going out as much except walking the dog, and I don't see that many interesting cars to keep well, you see, going. Well, you see abandoned Skoda uh, Subaru Tribeca's in that the middle true. of the road, yeah, which is, is quite true. funny. Yeah, it's gone now, by the way. Um, Has it? Yeah, Good. so I started. To, uh, I, I just started looking around on the internet for shit pictures of celebrities with cars and then making up stories to go with them and thought I'll try that as a little 
a little shtick on Instagram and people seem to quite like it but I don't really know where I'm going with it except that they're quite fun to do um and hence the yeah the latest one was was Nick Knowles um weirdly it has like my follower counts kind of doubled in a month or so so it has kind of been because people are probably appreciating the fact that it's a bit strange and it is a bit strange also Nick Knowles um television's um DIY SOS man in the mm. UK <clears throat> Actually, a really good show. Actually, really tugs on your heart on your heartstrings sometimes. But I, I have now got this image of Nick Knowles turning up to all of these intense DIY house rebuild shows in a signet with one of those <laughs> with a tow bar with one of those exceptionally small trailers that you get from <laughs> from places like Halfords. Well, like the one you've got that you you haul your, your yeah, easy chairs around. Like my like my my late break show, very small, borderline pointless trailer. But actually, I've found a point for them. Have you had it. it branded up that trailer? I can't remember. No, I do you know I, I might do that. I think you should. It's something I might do maybe on the run up to Christmas. Maybe I will restore resto mod the trailer and have some <laughs> awful sign writing in maybe a really bad font oh, on God. the side you know like a local business that hasn't yes. had any graphic hey, design time go with um cooper do you know cooper the typeface yes. which is on i think you it's on microsoft word and stuff it's it, it really sort of 70s sign writing typeface uh, a bit of cooper i would do that yeah i like a bit of cooper as well it's, 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 it hits the spot, doesn't it? You, you go, oh, I want this to look like a, the side of a comma van in 1974, Cooper. So I'm going to do that, yeah. Oh, well, anyway, um, Instagram. I, 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 I how shit I am at self-promotion, but um, if you want to see my Instagram, including a picture of Nick Knowles sitting in an Aston Martin signet with a bit of whimsy underneath it, then um, <laughs> it it's is sniff underscore petrol on Instagram. Because some fucker's got sniff petrol as one word. Oh, it's funny. Someone someone took car pervert, so I couldn't do that <sighs> ages ago. And I've and I've keep writing to their local MP to complain about it. <laughs> yeah. Is yeah, there? Yeah. I I just put a stiffly worded letter in with the internet ombudsman. Oh, there's that lovely term again. I know it's one I of our favourites. Really. I just wanted to say ombudsman because it's one of my favourite words. I'd like a I'd like a I'd like a rap artist to use the word ombudsman in a in a what work it into in a, a work it into a rhyme work it into a rhyme because that, that sometimes there's some fantastic word use words of um, being woven in in a rap and I do go oh that's good they've they've used that and that that's good linguistic skills there yeah but, yeah and actually um, I haven't heard ombudsman. So I'd probably like that to be woven. I don't into even know what you'd rhyme. rhyme it with, ombudsman. I mean, it's a hard one, isn't well, it? Well, it'd be man. Would it be, it'd be man? Huh? Uh, yeah, awkward man. son. I've always been man. the awkward son. Why don't you report me to the ombudsman? It's um, it's not yeah, quite there, it, is it? But that's the skill, right? You take yeah. an awkward word like that and you can successfully oh, yeah, uh, I mean, weave it in. Well, let's <clears> get some. Let's get dizzy rascal or someone involved in this. Um, can we just uh, just going to stop the press a minute? Um, we've just had a telegram from um, a search engine come through to say that on January the second, nineteen eighty one, Peter Sutcliffe, Sutcliffe, aka the Yorkshire Ripper, was arrested by two Sheffield police officers on routine patrol for displaying false number plates on his Rover. The number plates actually belonged to a Skoda. 
Peter Sutcliffe had stolen the plates from a scrapyard in nearby Dewsbury and he had a prostitute in his car with him at the time who he was intending to kill and he requested permission to go to the toilet before going to the station. While he was being questioned at the station, one of the arresting officers decided to go and check the bushes where he'd urinated. He found a hammer and a chisel behind some shrubbery. And they Fucking also found hell. some murder-related stuff in the boot of his rover. So I, there you go. I do remember. I remember a Skoda and a rover being uh, critical in the conviction of the Yorkshire Ripper who died today. Um, and I'm, and that's that, that. That's it. That's the only reason why I mentioned it because it's car-related killer Fair play. trivia. That's yeah. yeah. And you, and do you, you, feel, do, I, you remember? I feel like I've, I've, I feel like I've, I've exercised the demons yeah. now. Of I knew there was something. <laughs> um, I tell you what, your your Aston Martin Signet um, Instagram post, which was very impressive this week because it did make me chuckle multiple times. But it, it's not the best thing I've seen on Instagram this week. Why this so? is the bit where you ask me what the best thing I've seen on. on Instagram this week is. Johnny Smith, so you know. what's the best thing that you've seen on Instagram in the last well, week? Well, it's funny you should say that because I I follow a couple of bands on Instagram and an and old band-related kind of, I guess, fan pages because there's sometimes some really good archive. Hmm. And in this instance, Led Zeppelin Archives is a, a handle that I, I, I peruse here and there. do quite like a bit of Zeppelin. And... um. There's a there's a there's a newspaper cutting or a magazine clipping from um, the loves and hates of Robert Plant and I can't work out where this was from which magazine it was from I think it might have been Rolling Stone or NME and it's got it's just got a column of the things that Robert Plant loves and a column that, that he hates yeah and I'm not going to tell you all of them but the bit that really I loved was the fact that halfway down the loves it says. I love reading about India, the country which I would like most to visit. I like walking through the countryside, taking my time, my favourite walk being along the banks of the River Severn. Mm -hmm. I also like cleaning the car, which most blokes hate, but I dig. (laughs) And And instantly, I'm like, the lead singer of one of the original metal bands, um, hard rock bands, who's still alive and pretty cool, Mm. he enjoyed... And maybe does still enjoy cleaning his cars. And I'm thinking, today, is Robert Plant still into cleaning cars? Is he is he like at the forefront of vehicle detailing? We all know that the, the world of detailing is it's a it's a big business now. People getting very very turned on about bit the beading, no, um, the beading of, of moisture off paintwork and yeah. things. Is Robert Plant? Yeah, with his with his with his millions that he's made, does he just n- enjoy nothing more but a really good detail? I'd love it if he does. I, I need to meet him even more than I did before. Now, do you think he's got a two bucket system going on? Oh, plant, plant's got way more than two buckets. Plant's got, <laughs> plant's gone for the six bucket system, oh and he's God. written a very convoluted. These rock and roll stars—they're just—it's all about excess with them, isn't it? Oh, it's it's total excess. That's the thing. He's gone. He's gone clean in his in terms of um, the way he lives. But he's full rock and roll with car cleansing. So maybe he's got a mobile valeting business. <laughs> Robert Plant's like crazy rock and roll valeting. Do you think he he still gets together with Jimmy Page, who has a very slovenly attitude to car washing, and just. Oh. Absolutely Maybe. despairs at the amount of brake dust that's caked onto the front rims of Page's... What would Jimmy Page drive? I have a fairly certain knowledge that Robert 
plant plant however you'd have it is a um had had is an audi a8 man in recent times or possibly I, I, even s8 i'd like to know what plant as it drives now like is it what are his what are him and his family's just like nails what are his hacks i'd like to know that very much and maybe that's the thing maybe robert plant doesn't offer a service publicly but to the other band members it's well known Plant can't help himself. If Paige turns up on the doorstep for an afternoon chat or maybe a bit of a session of, I don't know, old times. Holy shit. What? So, Are you right? Are you um, correct? Well, I just typed Robert Plant car into yeah. uh, non-tree planting search engine Google, bastards, and, um, <laughs> and did a picture search. Yes, an Audi S8 comes up it was for sale at bonhams ironically at bonhams john bonhams auction of course john bonhams auctions but yeah. scrolling down <laughs> this is weird because it's just weird synchronicity in this podcast google image search there is a picture of robert plant standing inexplicably with i don't know who that woman is with a woman who's sitting on a barrier that's labeled city of clarksdale so it's in the u.s somewhere Lurking in the back of shot, I mean, literally lurking because it's poking out from behind a tree, is a Subaru Tribeca. No, you're joking. I'm not. Robert Plant, is that abandoned Tribeca next to you? Was that Plant? Was it Plant? And he just went, Did oh, it God, it, it's got a stubborn absolute... bit of bird shit on it, and he's just despaired so much that he's got no, out it had an it. No, it just had an ECU meltdown, and he just <laughs> thought, do you know what, I'm late. So he just got out, clicked the button to lock it, <laughs> threw um, the keys left, onto the railway line and left, left, left the, yeah left the keys on the scuttle and just went I'm off and just walked off with a paper under his arm and that's that was that just, it's just really weird I mean the car is sort of incidental it's like it's in the back of shot but there are no other cars in the back of shot and it is genuinely just lurking like you can only see its nose poking out from behind a tree it's a very weird photo that just of all the cars in the world to be in a photo with Robert Plant the one, you know the <sighs> extremely obscure Subaru MPV that we were talking about last week. Low, it is there. Um, I, I, well, can you imagine if Robert Plant, because he is quite a charitable guy from what I can read and see. Mm. Imagine if he said, I will come and I will heavily detail somebody's car if they bid high enough. You'll get a day of Robert Plant related car cleansing. <laughs> I just see that would be unbelievably good. Wouldn't it be brilliant? You think his his trademark long rock star hair would keep dipping into the soapy water, and it would be quite. He'd have to tie it back, really, wouldn't he? But doesn't actually use his own hair as a chamois. No, when no, he's I'm not. Suggest- final- <laughs> Maybe he does. <laughs> Maybe that's the secret to his uh, his high shine bodywork that he uses oh, his own lustrous hair to. That would be amazing. The metal. Robert Plant's own hair chamois. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I don't know. I've just, I've just, I've got newfound levels of respect because I, I, I'm, I, you know, I like cleaning my own vehicle. I do. Mm. I don't get enough time to do it. Um, do you want to come I, over and clean my Land Rover because it's the right fucking state at the moment? And I, I, I would, I would love to clean your Land Rover because your Land Rover is one of those cars where I think I could bring it up nicely with the products that I've got about my purse and in my yeah. garage. And I've also had my pressure washer refurbished recently. Cause I refurbished? Thought in, I, yeah, instead of doing the um, the the usual thing of like, it doesn't work anymore, clearly it's, it's not going to be repairable, bollocks, I'll just order a new one. Mm. I took it to a local company that I know are a dealer of Karcher. And I said, could you just diagnose the thing? And of course they went, well, it's going to be 30 quid for us to just look at it. And I went, oh, okay. And they did. And I've had a new... 
pump fitted in it. So most people would have just chucked it away. But I'm like, no, I've had good years service out of that. I've had 10 years oh, well, out of it. Fair play. Um, I get yeah, the Robert, you weren't interested in that last part of the chat, Rich. <laughs> no, I kind of was. Uh, a bit. I just no, I, was, I just found Robert, Robert Plant's old um, Audi S8, 2002 S8. It sold, uh, looks like it sold in May of this year at um, no, did you uh, a Bonham's auction at Bicester Heritage? Yeah, uh, 2002 Audi S8, ex Robert Plant, Plant, whatever. Odometer reading 1,999 miles and 800 miles or so. Originally owned by Led Zeppelin's Robert Plant, this highly specified and little seen Audi SA. God, auction descriptions are shit, aren't they? Did you say <laughs> little seen? What are you talking about? Little seen. Must have been seen by, by all the people who watched it doing 200,000 miles up and down Britain. But um, blah de blah de blah. The front tyres are showing some signs of wear because he's on it. It's a what? nose heavy I mean, like- car. Who actually cares when you're buying Robert Plant's S8? You mm. go, tyres are consumables. I don't care. I want to know if it's been in a hedge, and I want to know if anyone's yeah. stubbed out cigars on the back seat. While That's stored for know. two years, and consequently due a service in MOT, the engine is said to start and run while stored for two years. What the, what the... With, oh, with three subsequent owners after Robert Plant, whose signature appears on the PDI sheet, this S8 with first-class rock and roll credentials... Is certainly worth closer inspection. Well, it's sold for. How much did it sell for, Rich? £2,812, including buyer's premium. You're joking? Yeah. That's sort of what an S8 would go for, isn't it? I don't feel that. So Robert, did you just say basically three grand? Yeah. It, 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 I mean, they're an expensive beast to recommission. I know uh, they would be. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. But it's Robert Plant's actual Audi S8. I bet it was clean. Looks quite I nice. I bet it was. Yeah, it looks good in the I pictures. I bet it was cleaned. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If uh, anyone knows anybody associated with Led Zeppelin listening to this, um, I, I just want details of their of their latter year vehicles, not not the rock and roll era, the more sedate, middle aged guys. I yeah. just want to go to the shops. I just want to go and hang out with some friends. I need to drive to the airport, etc. There's a few scenarios. pictures of. Um, looks like he had an Aston. Looks like he had a DB5. And there's that Did picture they? of him with a Range Rover, the original Range Rover in the seventies that I put on uh, on my Instagram. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah my definitely friend, an Aston, my friend yeah. Kieran at Rockstars Cars, um, well worth following on Twitter, by the way. He uh, he owns the Led Zeppelin Manager's two door range, which was spent by John Bonham. Yeah. Oh, really? Was, was it? Yes, really, really cool. Huh. Uh, what it was a it's a seventies one. I know they had a number of them because John Bonham had a Range Rover as well. But um, oh. apparently Bonham spec this one because he, he yeah, John Bonham apparently liked specking cars, which again I think is fantastic because I could just imagine he he just had a I don't know a very large tumbler of scotch and he'd be like <laughs> just give give me the give, give, give me these give me the brochure and he just flick through it with a pen on, on his ear just going right yeah you might as well have that put that on there. No, you don't want that. Take what? It a winch? Why would I have a winch? <laughs> Just do it. Well, I live in London. <laughs> don't care. That could be a thing, couldn't it? Celebrities spec cars for people <laughs> without even so much as asking what kind of a person they are, what lifestyle they have, what they really want. And then people go, well, it's great because I had this car spec by Justin Bieber. Go, but does Bieber know you? <laughs> no. No. And Does people know that you need children's seats and stuff? Yeah. No, he's a total prick. He, had, he put in the heated <laughs> rear seats, but... I don't need those. Why did he do that? It cost me £450. What an absolute but the, And wanker. the money... Maybe that's what celebrities could do for charity. 
like he's like I said, with, with ruinously specified cars. Yeah, just go, just just say, well, you've won the chance to have your car specced by, I don't know, insert name of person here, and they just go, yeah, I'll do that. Um, by the way, you didn't ask me that whether I like yellow or not, but you appear to have ordered it in custom mustard yellow. I actually <laughs> despise yellow, and I've got to keep this car now for a number of years. Uh, now, oh well. look, listen, listen, look, guys, come on, guys. Uh, for the amusement of Dan Prosser from another podcast, I'm going to say we should wrap things up, knowing full well that I've got something else I wanted to introduce. But we, we should sort of start looking for the exit ramp. But in the meantime, um, I wanted to just bring up that BMW iX that they revealed last week, just because lots of people <laughs> seem to be talking about it and a few people talked in our direction about it and went, what, when are you guys going to mention it on the podcast? Well, um, now, uh, because... Uh, if people haven't seen it well consider yourself lucky it's like you haven't seen pictures from those napalm attacks in vietnam or something it's it's i think it's it's peak it's peak self-medication design um bmw have been working towards some appalling uh visuals yeah that we've seen beaver mouthed um coupes etc but this this is i mean i can't find an angle that's good because I've been there, looking. there simply isn't one. I mean, I think the thing is, like the four series with that with that funny beaver nose, people are slightly distracted by that, and they, it's almost like that is deliberately leaving a dog shit nearby to attract all the flies. Though that funny <laughs> new grill is almost like to distract people from the actual horror show. The grill is not the worst part of the four series, and it is definitely not the worst part of the iX. It is the single shittiest, most sloppy, poorly resolved, badly surfaced, badly detailed piece of car design I have seen in possibly ever. It's horrific, and they should be ashamed of themselves. A Chinese startup run by meth addicts would do better at designing a car. <laughs> it is absolutely appalling in every way. And I cannot believe that BMW, who I was just doing some reading up in an old car magazine this week for something else I'm writing, and I I happened upon a test of uh, the BMW 5 Series E34 shape, the late 80s into 90s one. And I looked at it, and of course they look dated now, but they look of their time, and there's nothing wrong with that. But the the way that that car, the proportions of that car, fundamentally the proportions, which is the first bit of car design you have to get right, yeah. They are so good. And then the detailing is so neat and thoughtful and consistent and logical. It's it's a lovely piece of design to this day, and it's over 30 years old. And what the merry fuck has happened to BMW design? Because it is terrible these days. I, I my, my, my hope is that if this stuff is being uh, aimed at the Chinese market, I need collectively... If anybody from the Chinese market is listening, to turn around and just point at BMW and go, "Too much, guys, it's too much." Well, I Stop think the, what the you're best doing. thing that people in China could do is just, you know, vote with their wallets and not buy the fucking thing. But it's, I think, it's I, mean, a, I mean, what's amazing is the company that can bring out, and I, I mentioned this on social media yesterday. The company that can do the i8 and the i3, let's just mm. focus on the i-cars because the i-cars are a bit bold, they're a bit more um, unique. Mm. The i3 is a fascinating car. Not It's not to everybody's taste, but it's different. And I know they wanted to be different, and they've pioneered it. And the i3 could come out tomorrow, and it would still look like the car of tomorrow. And, yeah. And yeah. Then, I mean, and that's it, the thing. Don't get me wrong. I'm not against a progressive 
challenging design and i think the i3 is that and the i8 was that to some extent and uh when the i3 came out you know you sort of looked at it and went god there's a lot lot to take in here but what's Mm. really telling about the i3 i think is that it hasn't dated at all it could come out now and still look interesting and fresh and you wouldn't call it a pretty car but it is it's it's the fundamentals everything about it it feels like it was done by professionals they've worked it out and it's like it it everything lines up where it should line up and everything that's a a shape or a surface sort of is then consistent through it and that's yeah. what's wrong with the iX. They didn't seem to know what they were doing. And they, you look at the, the like the the sill. It's got a grade in sill, which looks a bit heavy handed <laughs> in itself. But then the top line of that is one angle, and then there's a blue stripe that sort of splits the difference between the horizontal lower sill and the angle of the upper trim bit and it's just like what the frig were you doing there why and then the corners of the headlights where the indicators are are curved but then there's a trim strip that's blue in the front bumper that's got a sort of harder edge on it it's just this fucking stuff doesn't match no where on the i3 it does all match because it's been properly done and it is a it's a a a good bit of design and it's it's holding up well and it's sort of the more you know every time i see an i3 i look at it because there's more yeah, to I take do. in. Yeah, there is. It's like a it's like a bit of um, um, abstract art that you mm. that you're not sure whether you adore it, but you're definitely attracted to it and fascinated with it. And I think that's there's a lot of cars out there which do that. You yeah. you you like them, but you don't necessarily hold your hand up and go, "They're they're pretty." No, they're not mm. pretty, but they're really interesting and they're good, and it's a good piece of engineering. The thing about the iX is. All the engineering beneath the surface is sort of lost at the moment because mm. someone out there said it could run on water and and have been sold for £8,000 with a 20-year <laughs> guarantee, warranty. But people would still go, but I'll I've get got the bus, to. mate. Yeah, I mean, and that's the real problem. I'm sure the drivetrain and the, the, the engineering behind that car are fantastic. It needs instantly reshelling, instantly. Yeah. Yeah, it's a shame, it's isn't such it? such a shame. The, the interior, uh, weirdly is actually i think quite good apart from the odd shaped steering wheel it's got a bit of a 70s vibe but in a good way but it's at least i've heard the steering wheels i've not actually seen the steering wheel i couldn't bear myself to look at interior pictures well it's not round and that's always an issue isn't it in cars i would say yeah although allegro vibes you know it's just another one where the allegro can go by the way guys i'm not the worst car ever made there's there's worse yeah it's funny isn't it with every year that passes you sort of go actually the Allegro wasn't all bad. <laughs> it's not. The Marina wasn't, uh, actually. Well, I mean, that's the thing. The Marina was a very professional piece of car design. It wasn't an ugly car. It looked absolutely contemporary, and it's sort of very similar in shape and proportion to an Avenger or a Mark III Cortina because that's the style of the time. I think the Marina was bang on trend. It was the engineering that was dog shit. And, um, yeah, that's true. Whereas the Allegro was sort of a bit the other way around. But, um, yeah, yeah uh, but neither of them was as awful as the IX is to look at. I mean, it's just, it's, I don't know. I, I, I am Chris sort of, Bangle is sat. Oh, on he's a, pissing uh, himself. He's on. He's on one of those designer easy chairs next to one of those fires. It's not a real fire. It's a screensaver, and he's doing and he's doing finger pistols to the camera and winking. <laughs> he got, I think he's got a martini glass. He's got a martini and he's got some fantastic, you know, fairly suave jazz, very quietly played on, yes. a, on an exquisite B and O system in the background. And you're like, and he's just very doing finger pistols room with a gorgeous view. Just to remind people, and yeah, just to remind people that it's like you know, you thought I was radical. At least I was radical with a bit of taste, guys. 
you ain't seen nothing yet. Finger pistols, finger pistols. <laughs> I just think it's... <laughs> who, who is... Cause the, because BMW obviously own Mini, and, like, I was looking at the five-door Mini that I drove a very cool... Um, EV the other day that's uh, coming out that I'm doing, doing a video on and of a of a big manufacturer and I kept looking at Minis because that's its arch rival, the five door Mini. I mean, it's so lazy and awful. It doesn't work. The the five door Mini one shouldn't exist. The back door's it, too short. That's I think part of the problem with it. Back door's too short and it goes right into the arch and cuts out the arch, but it still doesn't work. And then. You know the mini, the mini, uh, which is the one with the double back doors. It's not the Countryman, is it? It's the Clubman, the Clubman isn't it? Yeah. It's the Clubman. Hmm. The, it it th- that has such a long bonnet and such a short bum. For the side profile, you just go doesn't work. Oh, it just looks like someone made a normal mini out of plasticine and then squished it a bit, doesn't it? It's just yeah, all, yeah it's weird. weird. And it's such weird, a shame where you've got such a sacred brand and you are just you're wading into the design studio with an Excalibur sword and just kicking down, kicking down shelves of Ming vases and just shouting. I mean, it's awful. It's awful. It's so awful. It's all awful. Anyway, but the interior people seem to be much more on it, which is odd. So I don't know. Maybe just sack all the exterior people and let the interior team do everything. Because get get the interior team to design the exterior. What's the worst that can happen, Doctor Pepper? Uh, I just looked again at my list of things we we're going to talk about. It says BMW iX. Um, yeah unexpected bald men and then again I still don't know why this is on there but I'm going to leave it on until I work it out I've just written fizzy yogurt so um, maybe next week I'll have worked that one out uh, but in the meantime, uh, thank you ever so much for listening. Uh, if you want to write in, Smith and Sniff, all in writing, at gmail.com, or you can reach us through uh, Twitter, at CarPervert, and at SniffPetrol, or uh, Instagram. There are messages on Instagram, aren't there? I only discovered that. I, I always forget and then find that 70 people have tried to contact me through there, including you. Um, I can't keep up with it. Yeah, or I, I don't contact us through Instagram. The DM please. overload on Instagram is too much. Yeah, I don't just don't contact us through Instagram. Um, <laughs> and uh, that's about it, except I have three things to tell you. One is that Johnny has a solo YouTube channel called The Late Break Show, which has many excellent treats upon it in video form. Two, I have a book out called The Medium Sized Book of Boring Car Trivia by Sniff Petrol. Sequel coming soon. I know I keep saying that. It will oh. happen. God damn it, it will. Uh, and three, I started doing uh, three uh, things at the end of this show which involved me researching a piece of trivia and unfortunately I can't think of anything this week and I didn't bother to look anything up so um, the third fact is that I am deeply unprofessional. Didn't you have one that you said you were going to do this week? Hang on a minute. Yeah, I I, I did and I've just suddenly tried to remember what it is. It wasn't about the song Sisters Doing It For Themselves with Aretha Franklin and... A rhythmics woman who I forgot the name of, Annie Lennox. Annie Lennox. And the fact there's just too much use of um, closed hi hat that the, the drummer goes crazy with it, and I can't unhear it now. So it's sort of ruined that song for me. Uh, but that's not car related. So well, it's, it's a, a reasonably good fact. There we go. Three, the song <laughs> Sisters Are Doing It to Themselves by Aretha Franklin and Annie Lennox has too much closed hi hats on the rhythm track. Far too much. <laughs> It's just so such a stupid thing to say. And I've said it out loud (laughs) on a recording. Oh well. Alright, thanks for listening. We'll see you uh, same time next week. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. 
sisters are doing it for themselves. There was a time when I did stuff. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. 